Okay. Um, so, the message I've got tonight is based on um, some song lyrics, strangely enough. Um, and it's something that I've, got, I've had stuck in my head for the last like, three weeks. Uh, and Libby and Josh probably get really irritated because I keep singing it. Uh, and the first, the first, it's not that one, no. It's not the flipping ridiculous Christian and the Queen song. Uh, it's the first two words, uh, speak revival. Uh, and John spoke about the Great Commission this morning. And strangely enough, uh, that's where I'm going to start off in my sermon as well. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, what, what does that phrase, speak revival, mean? Kind of, there's a song by Elevation Worship called Fullness. Uh, and when I was listening to it, I was happy enough to sing along to it and, you know, have a great time. But uh, I took myself back a minute and I thought, actually, hold on, what, what am I saying here? What am, I, what am I singing to God here? What am I saying to God? What am I singing out? Um, and it made me think of, actually, what, what does that mean? What does speaking revival look like? Um, and the first thing that I kind of found that was coming up in my mind over and over again was the Great Commission. Uh, and it's where, um, in verse 19, it says this. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And just simply that little bit there, when I, when I kept thinking about it and praying about it, that was God kept bringing me, bringing me back to that, that, that really short snippet line, just saying, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You know, if, if we want to see revival, if we want to speak that revival, if we want to, if we want to see that come, then we've got to make disciples. We've got to go out and preach that gospel. Yeah, we can't keep it to ourselves. We can't, we can't sit on it. We can't just stay there and not do anything with the word. We've got to go out and we've got to make those disciples. We've got to make those decisions. Um, you know, and that, that line there, that whole kind of Great Commission, the whole verse, the whole thing, it's for each and every one of us. And when I'm saying us, I mean literally every single person in the room tonight. That, that is for you, yeah? God's given that. Jesus, Jesus gave that and he said, you know, go and do this. That wasn't an instruction just for 12 people. That was an instruction for each and every single one of us. And I think that's something sometimes that we can, you know, we can forget. That's something sometimes we can just let slide to one side. Um, we can sit there and we can read, we can read the word and we can not do anything with it. We can think... Okay, yeah, Jesus was saying that to the disciples, but actually, no. When you're reading that word, Jesus is saying that to you. Jesus is sitting there and he's speaking that to you, right directly into you, yeah? And if, you know, if those guys are standing there and Jesus is telling them to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah, we, we need to be the same. If, if we're reading that and we know Jesus is telling us to do it, let's do it. Let's get out there. Let's make disciples, yeah? Let's speak that revival. Let's preach that gospel out. <clears throat> so... Um, the word discipleship, yeah, make disciples, what does that mean? You know, it gets thrown around a lot, doesn't it, that word? Um, in churches, Christian circles, whatever. And sometimes we can kind of lose hold of, actually, what, what is it to make disciples? Yeah, is it just going out and making a couple of friends? Or is it going out and preaching, you know, like I am now? Am I making disciples right now? Well, we've got the answer, and it's the, it's the New Testament, yeah? We've got Jesus' life written down in words. Yeah, we've got the record of what he did. That was making disciples. Yeah, everything that Jesus did was making disciples. Jesus was bringing these 12 people through. And even more than that, he had more followers than 12. But actually, 
you know, if we want an example, if we want to know how to make disciples, if we want to know what discipleship looks like, it doesn't look like a course, it doesn't look like alpha, it looks like exactly what Jesus was doing, yeah? And those things are useful, but actually, if we want to get back to the bare bones of what we're meant to be doing, and the example that's set before us, then actually, we need to just look, we need to read, we need to actually, when we're reading that word, like I said before, know that that's for us as well. Yeah, if Jesus is doing it, Jesus is making disciples, Jesus is giving us the example, then how hard is that to follow? Yeah, if you've got it all written out before you, you've got, it's, it's, an, you know, it's like an instruction list. Yeah, <laughs> so um, that's a whole other sermon in itself, I guess, discipleship. So I'm just going to skim it for now. Um, yeah, so we'll leave that there. Um, you know, so the point I'm making is that to make disciples, you know, we need to communicate with people. Yeah. Um, I've preached before about doing it in different ways, reaching people in different ways, like worship, you know, showing people, you know, getting people to meet God in different ways. Yeah. But actually, um, if you're going to disciple someone, it's going to be pretty hard if you don't speak to them. Yeah. If you don't actually speak to that person, it's going to be pretty difficult to disciple someone. Yeah. Jesus invested so much time into those people. You know, he lived with them. Yeah. He spent every day with them. Yeah. He wasn't silent. He didn't say nothing to them. Yeah. So if, if we're going to make disciples, you know, but we've got to preach that gospel. We've got to, we've got to literally speak that revival. Yeah. If Jesus is giving us new life, if that gift of salvation is revival, is giving us a second life, we've literally got to go out and speak that revival to people. That's how blatant it is. That's how blunt it is. Um, so yeah, then John 5.24 says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever, uh, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, uh, but has crossed over from death to life. Yeah, That's, that is underlining exactly what I've just said yeah get out there speak the word he's giving to you and let people accept that new life yeah let people accept that revival um so the second part of this that I was thinking about um and Pete touched on it last week a bit is that there's power in words yeah there's literal actual power in in words and you know if I'm, I'm standing here saying that, you might think that sounds a bit weird, yeah, or a bit crazy. But actually, in Genesis 1-3, you know, and I could have picked any of the verses, but it was the first one, so I picked that, and it said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Yeah, God spoke creation into being, yeah? God spoke, and this happened, we happened, do you know what I mean, Yeah? If, if we grasp that, if we grasp the power of that word, yeah, that is amazing. That blows my mind that God could speak light into creation. God could speak the world into creation. God could speak us into creation, yeah. So, yeah, how powerful are words? How powerful is that speech? You know, so we've got the word of God at hand, yeah. We've got the Bible, and that is the word of God. If that's what we believe, yeah, and we believe God's word is powerful enough to create all of this, we believe God's word is powerful enough to speak light into the world, yeah, how powerful are we? How much can we do 
if we just take the word of God and we speak it. Yeah, if we speak that word, there's just there's unimaginable things. Yeah, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says to believe. John's spoken on it a couple of times. Believe, you know, yeah, God can do more than you believe. Is the gist of it. I don't know exactly, but yeah, imagine, uh, imagine, was it more than you can ask? Imagine, yeah. So, you know, if we're speaking that that word of God, that power, yeah. And God can do more than we can ask and imagine. It just, you know, you can't comprehend, can you? Yeah. So we're given, we're given that. That's a gift. We're given that power to go out and speak that revival to people. We're going, we're given that gift, that power of words to go out and literally just speak it into people's lives. Okay. So then the second bit of um, the song that uh, I was a bit fixated on for a while <laughs> was prophesy like it is done. Yeah? So prophesy like it is done. Yeah? Speak out a prophecy like it's already happened. Yeah? Say something with that much conviction and that much depth that, you know, if I prophesy that... A dog's going to come running through the door, yeah, and God's given me that. I need to prophesy that with enough conviction to be looking at that door expecting that dog to come in. Do you know what I mean? That's a very strange example, but <laughs> yeah. So if God gives us a gift, God gives us a gift for a reason, yeah. God doesn't give us a gift not to use it. God doesn't give us a gift to just, you know, here's 50p, don't do anything with it, yeah. God gives us a gift because he wants us to use it. He's given it us for a purpose, Yeah. So if God's given you the gift of prophecy, then he wants you to prophesy with that conviction that I was talking about. Um, in 2 Peter 1.21, it says, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if we believe the word of God is truth, we believe that God is good, we believe all these things about God, then the fear that comes behind prophesy, prophesying something you know, sort of becomes irrational, doesn't it? So last week, you kind of, those of you who are here, saw me stand up here and get choked up, trying to speak something out that I felt God was saying to me, yeah? And that was, that was me sort of partially being overcome by God and partially being actually really scared to just get up and say what I knew I'd, I had to say. And when you, you take a step back and look at that in the, you know, the kind of, the lot of day, I was looking at that and I was thinking about myself and I was thinking, how irrational was that fear? If I believe God's given me a gift, if I believe that the word of God is truth, if I believe God is good and I believe God was speaking to me, then why was I so scared to just get up and speak it out? Yeah? To prophesy, to say that prophecy, to say that, speak that prophecy out as if it had already happened and that person had already come to the front. Yeah? So that was on my mind. Um, and God wants us to, ve- to develop. So God, part of prophecy, you know, again, like discipleship, it's a whole other sermon you could go into in itself. But a really a part, uh, important part of it is kind of discernment and understanding what's yourself and understanding what's God. Yeah. Um, and you'll have heard the, the phrase of like people saying they'd rather speak it out than and get it wrong, they're not speaking at all, yeah, and that's, that is important, yeah, but actually, you'll develop over time, yeah, God, God gives us gifts, and 
it'll, we'll grow into them. You know, you've got to develop that gift of discernment as well. So sometimes, you know, if you're thinking something really weird in your head and it completely is unbiblical, yeah, you've got to discern, haven't you? You've got to understand. You've got to develop that understanding to be able to go, okay, th- that doesn't quite match up. So maybe that is me, yeah. Um, but we've got to be confident, yeah. So we've got to develop that gift of discernment, but we've also got to develop that gift of confidence of knowing, like I said earlier, that, that actually if God's given us a gift, if God's given us something, we've got to use it, we've got to speak it out, we've got to be, we've got to be confident in what we're saying, yeah. Okay, so, as usual, that was really, really short. Um, it looks much longer on the pages. Right, um, yeah, but anyway, so Pete wanted, to, uh, Pete started us off doing something last week. Yeah, Pete said to us, Pete said, if you've got a gift, start using it, yeah. So Pete said, if, you, if you're praying tongues, pray in tongues. If you prophesy, prophesy. If you want to just pray, just pray. Yeah, if you want to worship, start singing out a song. Right, and I was sat there, you know, and I started using my gifts, but I could feel within me that there was a real reluctance. Yeah, there was a reluctance to kind of just let it out. Yeah, and that in the room, in the place, in the air, there was this kind of, this hesitation. So I really want to challenge everyone tonight right now to do something different to do something that's not normal because if we're called to be different we're not called to be normal yeah we're not called to be like the rest of the world and just sit there and nod along and you know get on with it and not do anything about it we're called to be different so if tonight you speak in tongues um, I want you to speak in tongues yeah if you prophesy yeah I want you to prophesy Malachi last week came up to me midway we drive through the service right and tapped me and said, uh, my mum's told me to come and speak to you. I told her something before the service and I said that something big was going to happen. Yeah? Now, I think it was eight people came out the front last week. Yeah? If one person came out the front, it would have still been big. Yeah? Something big happened. In those people, something big happened. Something changed them. Yeah? That was a gift of prophecy, you know? in a 10, now 11-year-old lad, yeah? How amazing is that? So if you prophesy, I want you to prophesy tonight. I want you to speak in tongues if you speak in tongues. If you're hurting or you're sick or you're ill, I want you to get people together. I want you to pray for healing, yeah? If we're asking for the Holy Spirit to come down, if we're asking for that fire inside us, if we're asking for these things, then we need to start moving in it, yeah? Roy was speaking to me about it earlier, yeah? And it's completely true. If you want that, if you, if you want to believe what you're singing, if you want to see it happen, then let's start doing it. So, um, yeah. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to pray, pray. I just want to, I just feel like we should make some time now and just... Um,